This is Barry Zelma speaking for Claim School Incorporated's blog, Zelma on Insurance. Today we're going to talk about why a potentially compromised embryo is not sufficient to establish a direct physical loss and failure of an insured to prove a loss by a named peril destroys the breach of contract suit against an insurer. Modern science allows an embryo to be created outside of the body of a woman and later implanted and grown to term. The in vitro fertilization process allows more than one viable embryo to be created, and the extras can then be stored for use later in a cryogenic tank. Shirlene and Lawrence Wong had stored some embryos at a facility that kept them in a cryogenic tank that failed to maintain the temperature necessary to store the embryos, following which the Wong's fertility doctor told them that they should consider the embryos compromised and no longer viable and lost. In Shirlene Wong et al. versus Stillwater Insurance Company, a June 30, 2023 decision of the California Court of Appeals, the Wongs attempted to recover the value of the embryo from a homeowner's insurance policy that they maintained with Stillwater Insurance Company. The policy was a specified perils policy that only insured for direct physical loss that was caused by any one of the following perils, going on to list 16 specified perils. The Wongs made a claim for property damage, which Stillwater denied. The Wongs sued, and Stillwater eventually moved for summary judgment on two bases. One, the Wongs could not submit evidence of direct physical loss, or two, that one of the 16 specified perils occurred. The trial court granted summary judgment. The factual background included the fact that back in 2014, the Wongs pursued in vitro fertilization working with Amy Izavade, M.D., as their doctor. In 2015, the Wongs completed an in vitro fertilization cycle and obtained four viable embryos, one of which was implanted. As to the other three, the doctor put it after discussion with the Wongs, they determined to bank the rest, which they did at Pacific Fertility Center a facility in San Francisco that included several cryogenic storage tanks that used liquid nitrogen to store human embryos at very low temperatures. Specifically, the embryos were stored in Tank 4, which also contained embryos belonging to other people. On or about March 4, 2018, Tank 4 failed to maintain the temperature necessary to store embryos. As a result, at least some and possibly all of the embryos stored in the tank partially or totally thawed. The Stillwater policy provided coverage for personal property the Wongs owned or used while anywhere in the world, with policy limits for personal property of $502,720. The policy was a specified perils policy, significance of which is that in order to demonstrate a 
covered loss, the insured has the threshold burden of proving the loss was caused by a specified enumerated peril, like fire. On August 3, attorney Michelle Burton, working for Stillwater, outlined her coverage evaluation to Stillwater, which, among other things, concluded that she could not ascertain from the file whether the insured zygotes were compromised, whether they were still viable, or whether there has been a determination either way. And she further concluded there was no evidence the claim damage resulted from any of the 16 perils that apply to personal property as set forth in the policy. The claim was eventually denied, and the Wongs sued their insurer. Stillwater filed a motion for summary judgment, and the fundamental argument they made was that the Wongs could not establish essential elements of the breach of contract claim because the policy covers personal property only for direct physical loss by one of the 16 specified perils. No proof of any specified peril was ever provided Stillwater with evidence of why Tank 4 failed to maintain proper temperatures. The opposition was accompanied by a declaration of the Wongs, their attorneys, Mr. Rosenberg-Wall, and their fertility doctor, who declared that as a result of this disaster, the Wongs' embryos became worthless. Quote, no responsible fertility physician would use them. I certainly would not, close quote, the doctors declared. Eventually, the trial court filed its order granting the motion for summary judgment, concluding that Stillwater met its burden of demonstrating that the causes of action alleged in the Wong's complaint cannot be established, and the Wong's had not raised a triable issue of material fact as in any of those cases and causes of action. Judgment was entered in favor of Stillwater, from which the Wong's filed an appeal. The Court of Appeal recognized that the burden is on the insured to prove facts establishing the claim loss files within coverage provided by the policy's insuring clause. The Wongs failed to demonstrate a direct physical loss. Their doctor only testified that she had requested Pacific Fertility to conduct a test on one of the Wongs' embryos, but that Pacific Fertility declined, and she went on that there was no way to know, no way to know whether the Wong's embryos actually sustained physical damage. That statement was insufficient to create a triable issue of material fact as to physical loss. The doctor's concession that there is no way to know whether the Wong's embryos had actual physical damage was devastating to the Wong's claim. And her conclusion that she deemed the embryos to be worthless was not a substitute for evidence that any of the embryos actually had undergone a physical change. The mere possibility that the embryos had suffered physical damage was insufficient to create a triable issue of fact and to trigger coverage. Also, there was no evidence of any specified peril. 
the Wongs presented no evidence that the cause of the alleged damage to the embryo was caused by one of the 16 named perils, and as a result, the Court of Appeal concluded that the judgment of the trial court must be and was in fact affirmed. In my opinion, Stillwater interestingly conceded that the embryos were personal property that could be insured under the homeowner's policy, although arguments could have been made that they were not property any more than a child born from the embryo would be property. Regardless, it effectively argued that there was no evidence that the embryos were damaged or destroyed when the temperature in the cryogenic temperature chamber rose, nor was there evidence that the embryos suffered direct physical damage or that they were worthless to an IVS doctor. This video was adapted from my blog, Zalma on Insurance, which is available free to anyone who clicks on the URL zalma.com slash blog. You can subscribe and receive daily notice, usually five to six a week, of the blog postings. And you can subscribe to receive notice and access to all 4,500 or more blog postings. You can also subscribe to the videos on rumble.com or on youtube.com for absolutely no cost. And you can, if you wish further detail or expressive information about insurance, insurance claims, insurance fraud, you can subscribe for a very small fee to my Locals community, or to my Substack publication. If you found the blog or the videos useful, please tell your friends and colleagues about the blog and the videos and let them subscribe to obtain the same information you are obtaining. Thank you for your attention.